I've never realized how hard it was to describe a haircut without any visuals until this episode. Check it out. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Don't be afraid to assert yourself. Have confidence in your abilities. And don't let the bastards get you down. Michael Bloomberg. DZ Tribe Josh Thomas, so glad to have you. Hey, while you're here, wanted to let you know that I have this personality profile assessment called the Do Zone DNA. I've probably said it before. If you've never heard an episode of mine, go listen to all of them. I say the same thing every time. Go take this assessment dozonedna.com. If you're an entrepreneur, it's going to show you how you prefer to get stuff done so you can build the world around you for optimal performance. Once again, that's dozonedna.com. I want to talk about Ben Nguyen, the hair ninja, the Vietnamese hair ninja. Man, this guy was electrifying. I went to the grocery store uh, for a couple of things about to take a trip and uh you know i got my toiletries and you know a couple of protein bars or whatever and i started kind of getting like i got a little mushroom head going on so i gotta i gotta get that trimmed up for the trip you know i want to make sure i look good and and i've never been like the guy to go to like the crazy stylist or anything like that so i'll just go to like the great clips or the super cuts or 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 whatever they're called just whatever's nearby you know, I certainly have preferences uh, for stylists. Uh, and there have been some people that have cut hair better than others. But for the most part, it's pretty hard to mess up my hair. I don't have very much of it. Uh, and, you know, you just do it short on the sides and kind of like leave it kind of feathery on top. And, and you're good, man. It's pretty hard to mess it up. And so I go just about anywhere. And I walk in and there's a wait. I kind of had something to be doing, but I'm like, all right. I'll wait. I need to get it done. There's no other real time to do it. And there's three or four stylists. They're taking whoever. Uh, and then this guy walks up. He's he's done uh, with his uh, with his customer. And he walks up to me, and he says very little. He looks at me and he says, "Now." <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so I start walking towards. Uh, and I sit down, he, he, he points to the chair and he sticks out his fist to give me a fist bump. And so I'm like, okay, I fist bump him. I sit down in the chair and there's hair like everywhere. And he's like sweeping the hair. He's moving it all into a pile. He's very like, he's very like uh, jerky with these motions, like almost, almost like it's a show. And so he gets his, uh, he gets all the hair scooped over to the little hair vacuum and zzz, and then he moves over and he stops and he stands in front of me and crosses his arms and he looks down at me in the chair and he says, okay, what you need? And he has this, I'm going to butcher it. I'm so, I'm so sorry if there's anybody that's like Vietnamese out there and I don't sound like a Vietnamese person because I'm not, but I'm just like, he had this really, really thick accent where you could tell that, you know, 
he didn't speak a whole lot of English, but he spoke enough. And so he's, he's looking at me. He has this kind of intense stare. He crosses his arms and he says, what you need? And I start explaining it to him. You're like, all right, do a two on the sides. And then, you know, I got kind of like this thinning spot in the top. Uh, you know, usually if you cut it pretty short around there to where it could still lay down, then, you know, it kind of obscures it a little bit. And he's like, oh, okay, 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 I see it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and so he puts the little, uh, the, the gown on and he gets to work, right? He whips out, he whips out his, uh, the clippers with the guard. And he's he's just like doing these big flipping motions, and he's doing this motion, and it's and it's very like flamboyant, and and I'm thinking, what is the deal with this guy? Uh, and and the whole time, like he never took his eyes off of my hair, and so he finishes there, and he puts out the he gets out the the, the, the trimming clippers, like the ones without the guard to go around the ears, and and he's just like. He has this. He has these little motions that he does that are just very exacting and precise. He's just going around my ear and up here, and he's getting the like only the first two inches of my beard, not to trim my beard, but just to make sure that it blends in with my hair. He literally shaved. I didn't even know I had hair on my ears, but he shaved that somehow, and he got that. This whole time, he's just looking, and it's and he's like he's he's an artist. He's carving his masterpiece. Like, uh, like if you've ever seen those chainsaw eye sculpture guys, he is that, but with my hair. And my hair in that moment was his masterpiece. It was like, it was the thing that he was born to do that day is he only had one job and it was to cut my hair, right? It, it felt like that, okay? And so he's going, he finally finishes with the clippers. And... And then he looks at me and, and he pulls out the, the, uh, the scissors, right? Same deal. He's super intense. He gets behind me and he goes, he goes to uh, bring out the spray bottle. And as he goes to the spray bottle, it's just like this very subtle, like soft half spray kind of thing. He, he, covers, my, he covers my forehead and just, just like one squeeze as he's in motion across my head. <laughs> it was just like, like... Uh, I, I can't describe it like a ribbon dancer kind of just like everything's just flowing. And uh, I swear he like floated at one point. I'm not really sure about that. But anyway, so he finishes that and then he goes and he gets behind me and he's looking in the mirror and he has this same look of intensity. He's looking in the mirror and he's kind of like ducking and dodging around my head like like the like the guy in the mirror is trying to attack him or something. <laughs> And so he starts getting to work. He puts his he puts his hands on my head. He reaches down with the scissors. Very rhythmic. It was just like one, two, three, swash. One, two, three, swash. Regroup. One, two, three, swash. Regroup. And he would grunt. And he's doing this. He never asked me, like, hey, how was your day? Hey, how long have you lived here? What are you doing later, man? Like, he was all business. And I was just, like, admiring the fact that this man was so dedicated to his craft. I was speechless. I was sitting there smiling. I was just enjoying this experience so much. This man made 
my day with a haircut, which is something that I don't value at all. But he made my day with that just because of his dedication to his craft. And then as, I, as he's sitting there grunting, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, and then I look over, and uh, here in Texas anyway, they have to display their, uh, you have to have a license to cut hair. And so he has to display his license right there at his booth. And uh, it said, Ben Tan Win, Ben Tan Win. And the picture in there was obviously from like, 15, 20 years ago, uh, and he looked like Bakugo uh, from My Hero Academia. Uh, but he didn't look like that anymore. He was kind of an older guy now. So this is Ben, Ben Wynn, right? And Ben is, he finally finishes up, and he's looking. And uh, so he goes, and he kind of, like, caresses my hair a little bit, and he's looking at it. Uh, and then he gets the blow dryer, and he doesn't just like do any, everything is with intention. He doesn't just like wave the blow dryer around in my hair. He very specifically puts it under my bangs and lets it sit there as it like fluffs up my hair and he hand fluffs my hair and he gets all of the extra hairs off and then he finally finishes off. Now, I'm not a gel guy really or like a pomade or a cream. I usually just let it go all natural. But Ben, he busts out, the, he busts out this pomade and by now, man, I'm I'm all in, dude. Like, I'm not going to say a word until this man has finished his masterpiece. There's no way that you stand up while Mozart is, like, playing his sonata and, and say, no, dude, don't play the G sharp, play the G flat. Like, you don't do that, man. Like, all right, Ben Wynn is going to finish his work of art. Even though I'm not really a pomade guy, like, you just, you rock that pomade, dude. And so he goes, he gets it in his hands. And of course, in, in typical fashion, it's just very, everything's dramatic. He gets behind me again. And he makes like this claw motion with his two hands. And he's like, whoop, whoop, like one at a time, like alternating. Starts in the front of my head and like moves back with his claws. And he's looking, he's got this, mm, mm, he's got this intense look and he's staring at the mirror. It's like, it's like he's a tiger. And he's like a tiger threatening another tiger in the mirror or something. I, I just like the, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen, right? And then he takes it and he goes down on my beard, like down the side, and he works it down. And then he gets into the front, like the chin part. And he's like, oh, you could get something in there, you know, right there. And then, and then he finishes it off. He takes the palms of his hands and he rubs them all the way down my beard. And then he just, whoop, like chops them out like a karate chop. And he looks in the mirror. And he looks at me through the mirror with this intense face. And he says, perfect, bro. It's perfect, bro. And then out of nowhere, like, I don't know where this came from, but somehow he had a mirror in his hand and he just like whipped the mirror out like from nowhere. And it was like, he never stopped staring me down through the mirror. And as he was doing that, I saw through the mirror, like this very slow, gradual rising of a mirror behind like the handheld mirror so that he could show me what the back looked like. <laughs> and he did all three angles. It was like, perfect, bro. And then it was like, and he showed me the left side. And then he moved it over, and he showed me the right side. And then he moved it back, and he showed me the back in the middle. Perfect, bro. <laughs> and I was like, you goddamn right it's perfect, <laughs> you know? Like, thanks for that, Ben Wynn, you know? And so he, see, un he undoes me and whatever. Uh, and, uh, then we started walking over and 
I paid him. I gave him like a at least a hundred percent tip. I don't remember. It was ridiculous. And I I bought that pomade, whatever it was. Like I don't know what this is, but if I can, if it makes me be like Ben the Hair Ninja, then I want to do it, man. And there's a reason that I'm telling this story, okay? Because first of all, that is the most insane haircut I've ever had. I don't know if it was the best haircut I've ever had, but I don't know that I care because. The next time I want to get my hair cut, I'm going to go see Ben Wynn, right? Because Ben Wynn made me feel like I mattered. You know, Ben Wynn showed up and he lived his entire life to do that haircut for me. That's how I felt. He woke up that day because he was getting ready to cut my hair. And it didn't matter if he had 15 people before me or 15 people after me. All that mattered was that he did his thing. He ran his performance. He created his work of art. And he shared that with me. And I felt it. And I appreciated it. And then afterwards, I told him, he said, well, you, where, where, are, you going, where are you going next? And, uh, and like, I told him I was taking a trip. He's like, oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I'm like, well, why don't you go travel somewhere? Ah, no, too much work. (laughs) Like, all right, well, I can understand that. You're very dedicated to your craft. And so he gave me his number. He's like, you want a haircut? You call me. Yes, sir, I'm going to call you. (laughs) Next time I need a haircut, I'm going to call you. Wherever you happen to be in the world, I want the haircut to be from you. Next time I'm bringing a camera, because trying to figure out how to describe this in words without any visuals is very challenging. But... I, if, if I can, I'm going to get Ben Wynn and I'm going to make a video and, and you're going to see what that haircut's all about. And so why share this story? Because this was a guy that didn't give two shits about what anybody thought. He didn't bother with stuff that didn't matter, like small talk. He wasn't uncomfortable. He was perfectly in the zone doing his thing. And when people do that, when you get around people like that, you just want to get out of their way. You just want to get out of their way and just let them do whatever the hell it is that they're going to do because you know it's going to be special. What is the thing that you do that other people get out of your way because they know it's going to be special? What is that thing? There's got to be at least one thing for you. And if you don't know what it is, why don't you ask? Because you might get the answer that you're not expecting. Ask your friends, your family, your parents, your kids. What is that one thing that I do that you know is always going to be special? Because maybe if you start believing yourself that it's special, then you'll invest in it even heavier. Maybe you're been the Vietnamese hair ninja. Maybe you're something else. Whatever it is, do it 100%. Be like Ben. That's going to do it for this episode of The Do Zone. Really appreciate you. If you are interested uh, in getting a haircut from Ben Wynn, uh, he works or he did work at the Great Clips on Palmer Lane in Austin, Texas. Uh, So uh, maybe you can reach out to him there or stop by 
Uh, or you can reach out to me and, you know, we'll go together and I'll film it and we'll make a whole YouTube episode out of it or something. Uh, but until next time, hey, go do something. I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at The Do Zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into The Do Zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go do something already. See you next time.